And welcome back to another edition of Official Word Sports. I'm Vince, and I'm here with my co-host Stevie D. Stevie D, we are in the home stretch of the season. Um, the the seedings now are are starting to take shape. Some teams are in it, some teams are out of it. You guys are still in it. You have a point zero 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 four percent chance of making it, but so you're still you in it. There's a chance. So there's a chance. <laughs> There is definitely a chance for you guys. It, you know, we, we say this all the time, and and I, it's just crazy, and that's why I always bring it up, man. It, you wait all this time to get to opening day, to, to opening kickoff, and before you know it, the bat of an eye, we are now with, what, four games left? Yeah, it's it's insane. It's insane how quickly the season goes. Every year we do the show. Every year we start off. Not we're at week two. We're at week two, right? And then next thing you know, where are we at right now? Week fourteen. It's crazy to think we're at week fourteen. It, it, it truly is. And uh, I tell you, th- this year for me, it's been one of the more painful years that I, I've endured in a while. And I, we've had some lean, crazy years as a jet organization. This one is, is the, one of the more bizarre years. I, I, it, it, it is. It, it, well, for both of us, though, Stevie D, for both of us, right? Um, I, let me tell you something. I'd take your situation. But then again, we haven't been in that situation in a very long time. Well, last it, year, we were 7-4, and four, and then it nosedived with six straight losses, but um, you know, I, I would say, though, for a lot of the fan bases, they're they're in the same situation, right? If you're a Cincinnati Bengal fan, right? Now, now you're sitting there wondering, you, your quarterback doesn't start the season. Then he comes back and you feel good. You're riding high. You're on a little bit of a win streak. Then all of a sudden you lose him. Now, the backup actually got player of the week. But but still, you know, now, now there's that consternation, right? You, you don't know where you're going. You look, you look at Baltimore, they may not have lost their quarterback, but they lost one of their key pieces in Mark Andrews, and, and now right. they don't know, right? So I think a lot of teams are are in the in a in a certain situation, probably not like either one of us, right? Well, I with my bills, I'm in jeopardy of of even making the playoffs. Even though I will say precedence has been set and, and very thankful for the college football playoff committee by setting the the precedent that even though a team has more wins than you and is deserving because of the wins, that you can look beyond that and take another team who you think is better and move them into the playoffs. So for my Buffalo Bills, we should be in first place, right? We, we are a better team than Miami Dolphins, and even though they have a better record than us, you know, when it comes time for the playoffs, you know, we're, we're all set. So, hey, nothing to worry about there at, at one Bills drive. Just saying. Yeah, in the world of make-believe, right, um, in the NFL, it's not well, college. Yeah, but, you know, I think we should – we adopt everything else from college, right? The, the whole gameplay now is – the spread offense. So I, I don't know. Yeah. A little tongue in cheek, a little upset still. It still burns me. Stevie D I I'm, I was going to write something and you know, it's just, I don't want it to come across the wrong way. 
But if, if if I'm Mike Norvell, if I'm Jim Abbott, the the head coach in, in AD for Florida State, I'm sending a letter to the Orange Bowl. I'm sending a letter to college football, and I'm saying thank you very much for the for the invite, but we politely decline, and we won't be attending this year's Orange Bowl. That's what I would do. Well, um, your wish may be your command because they canceled the press conference today between Georgia and Florida State. Florida State has decided not to show up for the press conference. So they had to cancel. So something is brewing, maybe not exactly what you want, but something is brewing in Tallahassee where they're not sure they want to play that game. Which is I, a I, huge, huge statement just by that even coming out, by can't making, you know, the Orange Bowl cancel the presser. That is a big deal. I don't know if I've ever heard that going into a ball game where a team says, "No, I'm not doing the presser today." Just nope. So good for Florida State. And and to be honest, if, if see, we wouldn't play in that horrible stadium anyways. That, that that's a that's a whole nother thing, right? We got to go there once once every other year. So. But well, just remember, kick it, kick it straight. Not to the right, not to the left, not back to the right, straight. Hey, look, look, look at the scoreboard this year. Come out. <laughs> but no, what, one, one other thing, though, to, to this. If I'm a Florida State player, right, if I'm verse, if, I, if, if I'm any of the guys that are out there, what, what do I gain? By playing in this game. Right? I run the risk of injury. The precedent was set by Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey years ago. Right? They're, they're playing in a non-championship type bowl game. And they said, you know what? I'm not going to play. I'm going to, you know, take care of my body. I, there's no need to risk injury. We saw what happened to Willis McGahee. You know, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to play. And, and there's already been one Seminole that's backed off. And if I'm other Seminoles, no, no, not going to do it. So, Alex, hey, hey, Alex. Hey, there he is. You got my message. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and, to, and to your point, the 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 prop the problem that I have, Alex, with this, um, you know, whether whether you say TCU 2.0, um, Florida State's defense is at a uh, playing at a whole nother level right now, and in order to pl- in order and we all know this, right? Everybody watching the podcast, we're we're all football fans, right? And when when you look at a game, there there are times when for example, going against a, 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 a Jets defense, right? You're going to shut down that offense. But in order for me to persevere, I need my defense to step up. And Florida State's defense can step up and they could shut it down, right? They, they could shut down um, Washington and, and, you know, what they have from their offense. They could shut down Michigan. Michigan's offense is all about running the ball. Right, let's call it what it is. They can shut them down. They can shut down Alabama, who can't decide on a quarterback who is flip flop. Right now, now they settled in on their quarterback, but they flip flop. 
So there, there's not anybody out there that I would be afraid of or that Florida State would be afraid of from a defensive perspective. The other thing is that the, everybody keeps talking about how Florida State was playing with their third quarterback. And Stevie D, I know you know we're here to talk about Bills and Jets, but this one's still – I told well, you. It's on the topic, on the right? it's, on, it's on the docket to, to talk about, right? We're just probably just a little bit out of sequence, right? It, right. But then when, when you look at – from the offensive side, yeah, you know, we lost Rodermaker in cheap shot in the Gator game, all right? No problem. We come back out of that, and we play our third-string quarterback. This kid was deer in headlights. Deer in headlights, right? I think he threw for 56 yards. But we only needed him for one start. Rodermaker was out with a concussion. He has six weeks to recover from the concussion. He's the yeah. solid number two, the Aaron parent after Jordan Travis graduates. And, you know, it's a little early. So now he's taking the fold. And don't tell me that it hasn't happened because we saw it with Ohio State. I don't know. What was it? 2017 or wherever right. it was. Jones. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, it's happened. And they won the national championship. I could win Florida State. Well, not I. But Florida State can win the national championship. Right with that offense. First of all, it, it, you just look at their rushing attack. Their rushing attack is elite. So you're taking the pressure off quarterback. None of this was thought about. And on top of that, what did you tell these kids? What did you tell the kids? You told them, I don't care what you do. It's just, it's, it gets me, Stevie D. It oh, it gets me because I, I just don't understand how. Uh, a fourth-ranked team that hasn't lost that won the cha conference championship game lost ground. <laughs> I just don't, I don't understand that piece of it. How a seven and an eighteen can move up to claim spots, and a fourteen that won their conference championship can go down. I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Then the Florida State should have been ranked behind Alabama and and what was it Texas that moved up. Uh, here, here, here's a bigger problem. I mean, let's look at this in full 360. Georgia loses to Alabama by three, right, in a game that really is an optional game because not everybody plays in a conference championship game. So it was an optional game, but they played that. They lost by three, had a missed field goal, had a questionable call. You know, the calls, we know that's all part of the game, but they lose by three. They are the... Wired to wire at that point, really, number one team. They There was a little slip-up that came back. But for an essence, they, they've been one or two. And you drop them all the way to six. That's a disservice to Georgia in itself. Georgia should have gone down to three at four at the worst, right? I would say you drop them to four because Florida State is still undefeated, and now Georgia has a loss. There's no way Alabama jumps up. And then you have Texas that jumped to three. And that threw everything into chaos. And I still say that they, they weren't going to put two SEC teams together in a non-college football playoff bowl game. They weren't going to do that. They Again, it's all about money. So you're going to have to have one there. Then they want to separate it. We figure we're going to be able to capitalize on the ACC-SEC matchup Two Titans. Who cares? Right? right? You could have had those two Titans in the college football playoff. But think about this. Just by you talking about it like that, 
since this whole system is broken. Because if if you're if you're talking it about from yeah. a dollar perspective and only a dollar perspective, you're robbing the kids. You're robbing you the kids. You are. And that's my biggest problem I have is that every point that I keep hearing from people is that it's about money. And that yeah. means you're you're able to be bought at the NCAA to basically pick and choose the matchups you want. So all these rankings are all false to begin with. It's all fake. Well, it, I mean, I could go even deeper because I, I can't stand the rankings. How do you have a preseason ranking? I have no idea what this team is going to look like. We just, I mean, we talk NFL all the time. You have no idea. In, in all fairness, right? Preseason ranking had the Jets sitting in, in, in a top 10 team, right? You don't know things happen, but you don't know. I, not taking a shot, but it was easy, right? It, it's... The fish in a barrel, it really was, but you know, you look at it, and, and now you know, things have happened over the course, and, and they're not dysfunctional and they're not that good, right? Well, how do I have a preseason ranking? How can I say that George is number one? How can I say so and so is number one? Those rankings shouldn't come out until week four. How, how do you have rankings right after the national championship game and already ranking the, the following season when you have no idea the incoming classes and what they're so. absolutely. So, you know, this this is the Saban Invitational. It will always be the Saban in, Invitational. Um, you know, I, I saw that Alex took, you know, posted up there about having the 12 teams. That That's their, their fallback, right? That's yeah. their excuse. Oh, well, next year it'll be okay. Well, no, it's not going to be okay next year, right? Because hopefully the incoming class for Florida State will be good. But Florida State is playing a lot of, juniors and seniors a lot of guys that are going to play in the league next year Wait a minute. the seniors that just got robbed the seniors that are getting robbed because they're out of college they've gotten robbed Absolutely. well look at verse look at verse look at verse and, and and i'll use him as as a perfect example right this kid he, he was in the transfer portal came came to florida state last year played phenomenal i mean, just i mean coming off the edge he is legit he is legit i mean i wish i had the video clip Best play I've seen, straight bull rush. <laughs> it just ran right back, and that was the sack, right? Just just power. But he's a speed guy. Last year, everybody said, oh, you're, you're going to be a first-round pick. He says, nope, I want to come back. I want to kind of hone my skills, but also I want to play for a national championship. Okay? He goes through the season undefeated. He's ready. Okay, I'm ready to play for my national championship. Oh, no, we're sorry. You know, this kid is a kid that got screwed. There's other kids just like him that got screwed. It just it's horrible. It's it's just horrible. I, I mean, I know we're a family friendly show, and so I've done a good job, Stevie D. I really have. I did last week. <laughs> yes, indeed. So I I don't know. We could go on and on. I I as I said, I really would hope that they would decline it because I think that that would be a big slap in the face. Um, and I think that that would reverberate well beyond, you know, the, the January 6th, January 8th games that we have. And, and people say, do you see, can you believe what they did? Now, if they did it at the last minute, that'd be even better. So that Georgia couldn't have time to find an opponent. But, you know, if you want to send, if you want to send Louisville to the orange, well, I'm fine with that. Right. Send, send them, even though, Louisville looked like garbage, garbage. <laughs> then again, maybe it was Florida State. There All you right. go. Right, that's what we say in Jetland. 
I digress. I digress. We we had some some football. Uh, we had a rapid reaction after uh, the Falcons game for you. I needed Jets. that one. I needed that. Yeah, you you know, and you know, we we have uh, John that comes on, and you know, we chat with John, and you know, you guys are talking about therapy and therapeutic. Um, you know, I think and, you need you need more therapy. Uh, you know, I. How do you sum this up, right? I know on the rundown there, we talked about, we're going to talk about the Jets Falcons, right? So, you know, briefly on the Jets Falcons, right? It's like. Hey, Jake. Didn't even realize you had popped up. Hey, Jake. You know, it's like the Falcons walk away with a win, but the Falcons have to be like, like they barely escaped with a win. And the announcers in the game were making such a big deal about the Falcons defense. Do you realize you're going up against a, like a Division One, Division Two football on the offensive really? football? Seriously, really? you think that <coughs> highly of yourself? Yeah, that's about as high as I'm going to get. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right, but but it's like we're 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 JV in a varsity league, and it and it's okay. you're you're. You're you're making out the Falcons, and I know it that look the Falcons play defense. Could they have given up 500 yards? They could have, and everybody said, "Oh my God, how do you give up 500 yards in that offense?" But the reality is, the Jets' offense is so awful; it's beyond awful, right? And it's like you have Tim Boyle that has no clue how to play quarterback. Trevor Simeon came in, looked like he was a lost puppy. Heck, he couldn't even hold on to the ball. We have play calling that I haven't seen in about 40 years of bad play calling. He's predictable in the in Nathaniel Hackett. He's predictable. He uses the same the same plays over and over again. These defenses must be lined up saying, making code words on the field like they already know the play's coming because that's what it feels like as a fan. It feels like the defensive side of the ball knows what's coming because I don't know how it's possible to score two touchdowns in the last – Five games? Five, yeah, we are, yeah, five games. We lost five. Actually, six. I'm sorry. Two touchdowns in six games going back to the Giants. Two offensive touchdowns in six games. The only way that's possible is if the other team knows what's coming play after play. Seriously. Think about that. I don't know if – and anybody correct me, please. I don't know of another stretch of a team that can go six games and score two touchdowns. I never heard of that in the NFL. You fall down into touchdowns in the NFL. A, a, a guy falls down, and boom, you break on a busted play. Busted coverage. 65-yard touchdown. Happens all the time. We scored two in six games. It's, it's impossible. I go back to to the, all the past coordinators and that we've had through the last 20 years, 25 years. I've never seen anything like it. And we've had some bad coordinators. We've had some CBD. bad offenses. I'm I'm not laughing at you when you see the smile, I, I but as you're as you're talking about the busted coverage and a guy falling down, I'm thinking, how many times have we seen this year pass interference in the end zone, and, and you question whether or not it was even a legitimate call? Meaning, just throw the ball in the end zone. You if you throw the ball in the end zone four times, you're bound to get a call in the end zone. You're right there, and you have your touchdown. We had two plays in the Falcons game in the first quarter. The first one, Tim Boyle had a semi rollout. I think it was the was it the flea flicker? No, maybe it wasn't. No, it wasn't the flea flicker. That was a little bit later. There was a play where he rolled out 
And he had Garrett Wilson one-on-one with J.C. Bates down, down the right sideline. And he doesn't throw it on the one-on-one. He checks it down. And I think it was like a, a six- or seven-yard play. Holy cow, man. Throw the football. Throw it downfield. One, even if it's intercepted, you're going to show the team you're going to throw the ball downfield. And the, at the start of the game, you're going to throw the ball downfield because you got to open up that middle of the field. If they don't think you're going to throw it deep, oh, man, it's game time, right? They're just going to stack that area, and good luck trying to find the spot in there. Yeah. Especially when your yeah. quarterbacks aren't good to thread the needle. They're not good enough to put the ball where it needs to be time, time and time again. And then there was another play before the end of the first quarter where he had a shot to go deep, and he didn't. He had Garrett again. He decided not to do it. And he decided to check down. It was a bad, incomplete pass. Bad, incomplete. It was an awful throw. And I'm just saying, you know, this is it. You want to talk about why we can't win, why we can't score, is we got quarterbacks afraid to throw the ball. Right? What was Zach's problem a couple weeks ago? Holding on to the ball to wait for that one receiver to get open instead of just hitting what's open and then see the next play. Maybe it, maybe it opens up on the next play, right? I, just- I wonder. I wonder if – Behind the scenes in these meeting rooms, in, in you know pregame strategies, if Zach in the rest of the quarterback room is being told the same thing that I remember JP Lossman was told. I, I think I've told you this story in the past, right? JP Lossman, when he was starting his rookie year, played against uh, the Texans. Dick Jaron was head coach, playing against the Texans, has a comeback victory. Goes comes to Tampa, right, and they tell him. Right. If you screw up, we're going to we're going to bench you that that's not what you tell a quarterback. Right. That's not what you tell your players, especially in game day. But that's not what you tell them. And I'm wondering if the same if the same maybe not exactly verbatim the same thing. But if something along those lines is being said to the quarterback, don't turn the ball over. That's making them become gun shy. Exactly. Right. Do play the game, but don't turn it over. Don't screw it up. Let's let our defense win the game for us. Now, all of a sudden, if I don't, do, if I, you know, turn it over, if I make a bad pass, all of a sudden I'm looking over my shoulder that I'm going to be benched or, you know, I'm going to get reamed at or whatever, right? And, and it's impacting their their level of play. It's just beyond me how I listen to you and you talk about and, and watch the game sometimes, painful, but I, how these guys are almost – afraid to do what they normally do, right? Zach threw the ball downfield before, right? Zach made throws, whether it be at BYU or even with the Jets, he made throws. If you watch what he did against the Kansas City defense, he threw the ball very, very well against Kansas City, right? Very well. Yes, our offensive line was competent in the first half. You're right, right? And But if you watch the Kansas City game – he was very confident, very confident in his throws. He, he wasn't afraid to throw the ball downfield. It, it, it's like a whole different team right now, and, and it's it's like I – don't, I don't know how to explain it, right? People want to blame the quarterback. People want to blame the offensive line. People want to buy – I mean, it's everything, right? It's the coordinator. But to me, to me, Hackett is the single point of failure right now because that game against the Falcons – the, the offensive line didn't play awful. He actually ran the ball 25 times, which we didn't do much with the ball, but we actually ran the ball 25 times, which was surprising that we actually got 25 carries out of the game. Uh, but I, I just think his play calling is very vanilla. Everybody knows what's coming. And, and, and until he 
Now he added a flea flicker, woo, which we completed a pass downfield. Uh, great catch by Xavier Gibson downfield, 32 yards. You're smirking about something. There must be a comment in there right now. <laughs> uh, you, you know, <laughs> you, you, you talk about the new age offense, right? Uh, you know, innovation. Uh, we just pulled out page 72 of the 1920 playbook. Right, the you flea know. flicker, which I got to be honest with you, the running back got it. He thought it was a hot potato. He didn't even give it a chance like he was going to run the ball. It was like touch it right back and – uh, Pulled out of the archives from the, the, the Canton Bulldogs. Yeah, well, right. for, for, for Nathaniel Hackett, that is creativity. Right? <laughs> but we're not using any exotic motions. We're not changing up formations. Um, and it's the same look, you know, every four, you know, it's like. But but that's the problem I have. And, and yeah, I won't, I do blame Hackett. I do, right? Just like I blame Dorsey. But that, that seems to be a prevailing sentiment from a lot of these OCs, right? They mo, motion, heck, mo, motion's been a, a fundamental part, right? For the novice, for the player, for the gamer, right? Even when you play Madden, you throw your guy in motion. Why? Because it tells you if you're in zone or if you're in man, right? It also creates matchups, right? It, it, it allows you to do certain things, right? If I'm stacked on one side, all of a sudden, you know, I may be able to pull somebody underneath on a drag or run somebody in a crossing on a post or something like that. It just opens things up. But these OCs don't do it, Stevie D. So it's it's not just hacking. You can't – I mean, you, there's a lot you can blame. Well, I, 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 can, I only care about my team. What other offensive coordinators are doing or what they're not doing is not my problem. I'm not I saying only that. Care about I, him. I'm not, I'm not he, saying that, though. Uh, it's like why why aren't they? What what is going on? Is it the head coaches? Is it Salah telling Hackett, let's keep it as basic as possible? I don't know why these coaches aren't doing it. Look, look there's this function there, right? Look, this was a crazy week, and we're gonna get to it, right? I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stick to the Falcons game because there's a lot as the world turns jet style that's coming, right? A, hey, a little hey, bit your, your your boy John is on fire with the quarterbacks. It's it's I, I mean I put a post out there today right it, it's the Ferris wheel. You, what do we always say? Once you start changing quarterbacks, it's you're done. Coaches typically don't survive when you change quarterbacks like the Jets are changing quarterbacks. I don't care that Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Does doesn't matter, right? It's what are you doing right now? And you had a season that that could have been salvaged, and there's a lot of responsibility here. Uh, but one, once you started changing quarterbacks, that's it. You, you you then become truly the laughing stock of the NFL because it's 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 the the, the Ferris wheel, um, and we're like a clown show. I mean, I, I think uh, I think John said it earlier today. Right, it's, we're a clown show, or a circus, right? And that's what we are. It's uh, it's tough, man. It, it, it's tough being the embarrassment of the NFL when you yeah, go into yeah. the season. With a stout defense, you finally got your quarterback. You got weapons, so you think you got weapons. I'll put it that way. Our receiving core is is obviously proved outside of Garrett Wilson is is lacking, right? And what do we come into? We've had the same questions the last five years. Is our offensive line? It's it's been a problem, and and we think we got Aaron Rodgers, and we're going to be better. And it, exactly, we that's what we are. We are the circus, and 
and and it's it's uh, disheartening um, in every which way. I don't know if I've been hurt more about being a Jet fan this year. Look, I go back a long way, right? I mean, I'm almost fifty, right? So I, I go back a long way in Jet history, right? I I can safely say Richard Todd, right? Beginning of Richard Todd's career, right? I didn't see Joe Willie, right? But I'm not that old. But are, are you are you guys I, numb? Are you numb? Yeah, I think we are numb. I think we are numb. We're mad. We're numb. We're it's uh, it's not that we used to. Well, the term is same old Jets. This one is just so bizarre because it's fans. Aaron went down, man. Okay, it stinks, right? It stunk. Next man up. Next man up. And what happened? The organization failed on the next man up. And I, I just don't know how you go from. Aaron Rodgers, and you know Zach's not the guy. That's why you made the trade. And then you talked about it. Hey, we're not going to kill the Jets that they didn't get another quarterback in the offseason, right? So you went in with with Boyle, Zach, and and Rodgers. But once that injury happened, once that injury happened, where were you to solidify the quarterback room? Because there's a reason why you traded for Aaron Rodgers. He's not – Zach is not ready. That was not the plan. Nobody thought he was going to get hurt. Granted, you don't think your 39, 40-year-old quarterback is going to get hurt. It happened because it's the Jets. It happened in four plays. The name of my fantasy football team is the Jets. We only got four plays. That's the name of my fantasy football team. So anyway, you failed to address the quarterback room in week one or week two. Thinking because now the rumor is, again, a rumor. You gotta love rumors with the Jets that the owner didn't want to spend more money on a quarterback. He's he's given enough to the money. If is that, that is from true, Diana, is that coming from Diana Rossini? Yeah, we don't don't ask Anna Rogers. <laughs> but I don't know if that is true. If that is true, that he didn't want to spend more money on the quarterback room when you just lost your quarterback, doesn't make any sense. You have a team ready to go. Why wouldn't you make the investment to salvage the season? Well, here, here here's here's. This this is always I didn't understand this. Maybe you guys know. When Rogers went down and you saw the extent of the injury, everybody knew right away, ooh, this is not good. He, you know, he he's done for the year. They went in and within 24, 48 hours, they said it was Achilles. You guys didn't put him on IR until after week two. Why didn't you make the move right away? Why weren't you actively pursuing? I mean, I that is that, is that, is that uh, what's her name? Rossini, Diana Rossini. Yeah, no, she said, I "Keep couldn't. my name, keep my name out your mouth." But I, I, I don't know why we waited till week two to put him on IR. I, it, I, it's, I, I guess I bring it up, right? It's, to, it's almost part of the dysfunctionality, right? You, you see it, you know it. Make the move so that you can go address the move. It may, maybe everybody was still just in shock, right? Maybe a week. Wow, we really had to play Zach, and and, and then you realize, oh, we got to make. I don't know. I just would have. I, I would have been more proactive. I still think you had. A, you you would have been challenged because your offensive line would have still been that albatross around yeah. your neck. That's so right. You still would have been challenged. Right. When we lost Rodgers in seven or eight or nine, 
right? Look, the would the injuries still have happened on some of those guys? Because now Rogers is the quarterback, so maybe the play calling different. So you can play the what if game, sure, sure. right? Would all those guys still would have been hurt? But at, at the end of the day, the issue is, and I think the root of every Jet fan is, you, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring out my internal Herm Edwards. Uh-oh. You play to win the game. Every Jet fan knows that. What year was that? 2002. You play to win the game. And what we're doing is we're playing to lose the game. Because when our quarterback went down, they thought Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle could take this team. And that's a that's a criminal offense. That's a fireball offense. Wild conspiracy theory. Wild conspiracy theory. Could you, Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, have said, Rodgers went down. We're probably going to get a year out of him when he comes back next year. Not this year. We're going to get a year out of him. If we stay with Zach, we act like, you know, hey, we're all about winning, but we're not really about winning. We will find ourselves in position for a top five draft pick. We can finagle in particular, maybe either get uh, Caleb Williams or get Drake May. Caleb Williams. I, I know you don't like it, but could they be? Could that have been what is said? And then with Rogers there for one more year, now they would have the rookie to sit behind Aaron Rodgers and kind of learn that year. Could that have been? Now, see, if you if you take that, are you trying to di- get me angry? No, if you digest that, that actually may be better than what they did this year. Because if you think about what they did this year, it makes no sense, and they look like a bunch of buffoons. But if behind the scenes, quietly, they were trying to get a quarterback to groom under Rodgers once they realized Rodgers went down, then maybe there's there's actually a hamster running on the wheel we just don't see. If that ever got out, that defense would kill them all. Absolutely. would kill them all. Let me call Diana Rossini. Hold on. We'll get that out. <laughs> We'd kill them all. I, I mean, hey, you know, with the Jets, you just never know, right? It's just – it's a sin. And and I just – like, I'm, I'm frustrated with Woody. I'm frustrated with Douglas. I'm frustrated with Sala. I, I think Sala – I am off the bandwagon on Robert Sala. And, I, and, look, there's Jeff fans. I like him. I like him personally. I just think that he is not an NFL head coach. Oh, you you guys are besties. Who? You and Salah? Not right now. Not the way he's coaching. Well, you said you know him personally. You well, like him personally. you know, you know. I, look, he stopped answering my texts because what happened was. Well, the stuff you say about him. You no, know, well, well, Joe Beningo from the FAN retired. <laughs> right? Joe Beningo is having there's... these private texts with him. And he decides, you know what? I'm going to take the private conversation and I'm going to go to my former employer, uh, FAN, and go on a talking spree with Boomer yeah, and then yeah. the, other, the other clowns and, and talk about the private test. It says, you going back to Zach Wilson? Uh, he goes, and I, I, what was the, the response by, by Sala? Like, um, it was something on the, on the, on like, are you kidding me? I think he said, are you kidding me right now? Yes. And, and, and so Beningo takes it 
And he runs with it saying like, dude, are you kidding me about Zach Wilson? Right? And making it sound like I don't want Zach Wilson as a quarterback. Meanwhile, but wait, hold, on, hold, hold on, Stevie D. Because yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know if everybody knows the players involved here. Okay. All right. So, all right. So, obviously, we got Robert Sullivan, head coach, and former radio personality in New York since the since the flood, years. right? I mean, yeah. And Joe Beningo is back in the day. You know, Joe Namath seen it. That's all. He's 70 years old, so he, he's seen a lot of football. He's covered the Jets a long time for FAN. And so he has a relationship where he's got Robert's number, cell phone number, and they they text since he's been head coach, right? This is not like all of a sudden they started texting last week. They have a long chat. They've talked. They've met in person. They've sat down the whole nine yards. And so in this chat, Beningo says to him, you're going back to Zach Wilson? And he writes, are you kidding me? And so Joe Benigno decides to take that quote to FAN into the Boomer show, Boomer Sison show. And I, I don't like to mention the other guy because I don't like him, the jailbird guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes on the show and says, this is what Robert texted me. Are you kidding me about Zach Wilson? And he's playing it off like trying to throw Salah underneath the bus like he's got a problem with Zach Wilson. And Salah's responding like, dude, you've killed me. All year, all year about Zach Wilson. And then you finally get me to make a change. And then I believe the text was like, we wanted to bring, are you going to bring back Zach Wilson? I think that was the actual text. Are you going to bring back Zach Wilson? And he writes back, Sala writes back, are you kidding me? So that's how he runs with it. And Sala's like, no, I'm not busting on Zach Wilson. Like, you've been killing me all year about Zach. Right. And and so it just it blew up to something huge. Solid didn't want to address it today on his morning presser, which I don't blame him or afternoon presser. I, I don't blame him for not addressing it. Nothing good will come out of it. But again, he were getting into wars with a 70 year old man. Right. And that's guy who knows better. Joe Beningo knows better. He knows better than do what he did. What he did was was really a, a jerk move. Those are private texts between yeah. friends, not coach and journalist. Or, or radio personality, right? That totally wrong. But CBD, so but again, you you, you have brought you you've segued <coughs> us into uh, as the world turns New York Jet style, right? the soap opera, and, and that's all part of what happened this week, right? I, and it kind of in succession, and, and you know people have heard us talk about or mention the name Diana Rossini, and. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you have this because this really is your team. But it just was so bizarre how everything unfolded. I, I mean, go go ahead. But this is part of the soap opera. I mean, I mean let me get some part- popcorn. Hold on, let me get some popcorn. Pull up to the <laughs> chair. <laughs> I don't know. This is a show. Yeah, but I mean, you can't make this stuff up as a Jeff fan. You seriously, you can't make this stuff up, right? So there's leaks coming out now from uh, Rossini that. Um, Zach Wilson doesn't want to play quarterback for the Jets. If he's asked to play quarterback, he's gonna. He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to play before. He doesn't want to get hurt because he's not in the future plans of the Jets. And I just don't want to get hurt, right? So, I can understand that saying, you know, if you, right, you're you're running me in and out like 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 I'm a piece of meat, and you're not gonna do me like that, right? 
So reports start to, to come out about this. And then 30 minutes before the Jets presser on Monday or Monday, I think it was Monday. Um, yeah. 30 yeah. minutes before the presser, Zach Wilson goes into his office and says, I want to be the quarterback. I'm the best option you have on this team, whatever. whatever. And, and Salah says, well, I got to think about it. Okay. You got to think about it, coach. Okay. Then he goes on. Salah goes online there, right, for his presser. And they start pressing him about this report. And he's like, basically, you read it on his face, he's lying. It, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to say, because Robert normally is pretty quick to answer. And he had that, that huge pause. He didn't know which direction he wants to go. No, Zach wants the ball. He believes in himself, you know, all that rhetoric that, that Salah likes to say, you know, we're this close. We're this close to breaking out. We haven't scored a touchdown in six weeks. But we're this close, right? That Six weeks ago, we were this close going in, in, into the Giants game. But anyway, I digress. So so now we're caught in this. Well, wait a minute. This is a report coming out. He's saying he came into the office 30 minutes before saying he wants the football. You're kind of denying it, like. That's interesting. Okay. So then we fast forward to Tuesday. Jets cut Tim Boyle. Signed practice squad quarterback Brett Rippon from the Seahawks. Okay. I should well, me, I should back it up. He went on the Michael K show after that presser and kind of backtracked on what he said and some of the events. You're talking about Salah. Salah, yeah. He went on the Michael K show and backtracked on, on, on some of it. So so Which it this, really is, this, is, this is part of this is part of the problem. You're living in your coaching through the media. You can't do that. You talked about long time ago. Salah talks too much. Too much. You remember that? Oh, I've said remember it on the show. He talks too much. Why, why are you going back on the media? Does Belichick, right, and not the whole Belichick is the gold standard, right? We understand he's going through his woes. You would never see him live his life through the media like that. Never. Go ahead. We got the WikiLeaks. I mean, that's what we are, right? We got yeah. a leak, right? And and then and then uh, Rossini comes out um, yesterday, and then she defends her story, saying, "Look, it's from multiple people." And- but she she came out after Rogers. Went on the McAfee show. Yes, Cause, correct. Because because Aaron Rodgers and and I think this more than anything from a national perspective because a lot of this was contained up in New York, right? And then when Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show, yeah, it went and out. he 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 laid into the Jets for being the leak. He defended. I love that. I love that. And he defended Zach. Um, even though he did leave a little little room for maybe he did say that right uh but but still he he defended him talking about his character uh you know and you know i thought to to your point i've never been an aaron rodgers fan but i thought what he did was stand up that that's a leader that's a captain um and for him only to have been there less than a year i mean that that's that's stand up right there yeah, it, it, look, I, we got a leak problem. Hopefully, it was Tim Boyle. Yeah, and, and we're not we're not going to try to uh, 
um, be Sherlock Holmes or, or anybody to try to figure out who and how and why. Just you just look at everything on the surface. But it, again, everything on that surface is controlled by a head coach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We can pinpoint things on the offensive coordinator. If you're not happy with the offense, you stick your nose in there. I mean, you you got to do so. instead of telling on the presser. Well, we're going to change things up. Three weeks in a row, you're saying it, and nothing changes. Right? This week was the first. Last week was the first time they actually did something out of the norm. And it was a flea flicker, right? <laughs> Which you know, like you said, from 1922, right? That that play call. So it, it it's that it's addressing the accountability um, and the discipline of the players making the pre-snap. Again, pre-snap penalties again with pre-snap penalties. Come on, guys, in your own building. How is this possible to have multiple pre-snap penalties? Seriously, right? Like, that is just poor coaching. It's poor coaching, right? And people may disagree because they like Robert. And, and, and maybe if you make changes, it's going to upset Aaron. Right. And now I do think the Jets organization is running scared on that. They don't want to upset Aaron Rodgers. But at the end of the day, we can come back next year with, with Aaron Rodgers and he can give us one year. And maybe it's a magical year. You get to a playoff berth. Maybe you win a playoff game and then you get you get booted out because Aaron Rodgers is a 500 quarterback in the playoffs. Right. But you get booted out. I'm sorry. He's two games over 500. My bad. Um and, and then and then you get you get booted out. He retires. You're stuck with Robert Sala trying to coach without a quarterback. We've seen what happens when he doesn't have a quarterback. He doesn't know how to coach. The Jets organization does not know how to coach young quarterbacks. You think I'm kidding? I'm not kidding. Think about it. Sanchez wasn't coached properly. What was he? The third pick overall, fifth pick overall? I'm gonna trade with Cleveland. Right, we moved up to get him. You drafted Sam Donald. How did that work out? We didn't give him any support, and he's and he's gone. And now Zach Wilson is, is a third quarterback since 09 that they've drafted. And if you want to count Geno Smith in 2013, he was a second rounder, should have been a first rounder that draft, but he fell to the second round. Four quarterbacks, high draft picks. Hackenberg, never that was a waste of a pick. But yet Hackenberg, second round pick. You wasted that. Now I'm up again. to what am I up to five quarterbacks? I'm up to five quarterbacks, second round or higher, since 2009. That is 14 years, five quarterbacks. This organization has no business drafting a quarterback because they do not know how to groom a quarterback and put him in spots to be successful. They don't they don't give him the veteran quarterback in the back. Well, they had Mark Brunel at least for Mark Sanchez. But but we haven't really seen the veteran presence. You haven't you're, seen, being, you're, you're being too harsh. You're, you're being too harsh. And, and the reason why I say that. A lot, of quarterback, a lot of teams get it wrong? No. I, I know my team did. And what, what changed was you drafted the right guy and you brought the right people in. That I'm not going to say Sean McDermott knows how to handle a quarterback because I don't think he does. He he proved it this year. It doesn't mean that Robert Solomon. Your quarterback okay, still has 20-something touchdowns this year. Okay. All right, but look at look at when he was a you rookie. Can't so, you can't you can't no, 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 what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you're saying that the Jets as a franchise can't develop a quarterback. Well, they, they can't. Can. They oh. can't. They, I'm not saying that they have in the past. I said that they can't. 
Not that they have or that they did, but they can in the future. What does what does it take to do in the future? They need to start looking at models. Salah needs to step back. Salah needs to get the right offensive mind in there. It's not going to be Hackett. We know that. But you need to get a quarterback whisper, not Adam Gase, but get a, 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 a guy in there, right? Maybe it's Palmer. Right. Maybe it's one of these other guys that, that are the up and coming or one of the guys that are the established quarterback kind of guys to develop a quarterback. No, 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 see, see, you're being optimistic. Well, I'm saying this team can't this group cannot do it. Our owner cannot do it because we don't hire the right people. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. We're incapable. Do you think making the right you decision? Think Greg, you think Greg Knapp would have been that guy? I don't know. I don't know much about Greg Knapp other than they say he was a great guy. He knew his football, but it's a question I can't answer because he didn't get a chance to work with him. Right. Unfortunately. So, well, well, we're just incapable. Yeah. uh, Your track record does not bode well. Right. Right. So so until you have, um, I I guess I'm not resigned. I'm not resigned to the fact that they can't do or that they won't do it. They just have not done it. Right. right. Well, but again, I'm going back 14 years and we sure. haven't done it. So that's a pretty long time. Look at what I had for the longest time. I, even though I like JP Lossman, I had Lossman and Edwards and, yeah. EJ Manuel, and the list could go on yeah. and on. And, and then you on. got a new owner. Yeah. You changed out your GM. Yeah. You changed out your coach. Twice. No, no. Well, Rex was the first year with Josh Allen? Rex was, was the first under Terry Pagula. Okay. I He inherited him. I don't – that he he, he, he didn't inherit him. He brought him in. Oh, he brought in Rex? That's how long your owner has been there for? Okay. Sorry, I didn't know that. But again, new owner got rid of the stench from Ralph Wilson. We're stuck with Woody that wants to put the chain on and act like the guy. Oh, 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 whole other episode talking about the drip. Woody's drip. (laughs) But I'm just saying, you changed owners. We did. You changed GMs. You change your coach. You you don't have the desired result of a Super Bowl champion, but you got issues that you you're going to talk about a bunch of Buffalo Bills. But in fairness to your Buffalo Bills, you've seen a progression at least to you haven't made the playoffs in was it eighteen or nineteen years, right? You made the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor. The following year, you draft Josh Allen. You go back to the playoffs. You're back to the playoffs. You're back to the playoffs. You're back to right. You won 13, you won 14 games. Whatever you think of Sean McDermott, any offense or whatever else you want to say, scapegoating other people, because I know you're not big on Sean McDermott, at least you have shown that progress. You drafted a quarterback and it's gone up. We don't have that. We don't we don't have that. So you don't you don't have that today, right? Can can you still get it? I don't like Salah. I don't think Salah's the right guy for you. Right, and that's my opinion outside observation, but that doesn't mean I mean, obviously, he took the steps to to hire Greg Knapp, right? And so that didn't work out, but does that mean that 
and, and I very very quiet. I do think there there's some meat on the bone to when I tell you that they looked at it and they said, you know what? Let's see who's in that draft for 2024. And let's see if we can bring in that guy to sit behind Aaron Rodgers. I do think that there's meat on that bone, Stevie D. And I do think, in addition to Aaron Rodgers, that there's going to be somebody brought in that's going to help develop that quarterback. Now, we all know that it, it, it's a it's a crapshoot. We all know it, right? Josh coming in into the draft was not highly touted. They just said he's got these crazy uh, attributes to him, right? Big arm, big guy. He's fast. He can do this. And you but he's, po- he's poor in accuracy, played in a poor conference. Had you know, So you had all this, so you didn't know. The ones that they loved, right, the Josh Rosens, the Sam Darnolds, the Baker Mayfields of the world, right, the ones that they were all saying, oh, these are the top three no-brainers, we know where they are. Right, it's it's who you bring in to help develop that guy. Right, and we we're incapable right now. Right now, right now right we now. are incapable, and we have been incapable for the but last. But that doesn't five mean that doesn't mean tomorrow that you you'll still be incapable. No, we are until it all gets shifted out. Because if you have the same mindsets in there, you're never going to grow. Because we haven't, we haven't. Right, we're not hiring the right people to groom young quarterbacks. Right? Okay. Look at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs did not draft a quarterback in the first round from Patrick Mahomes since the 83 draft in Todd Blackledge. At least they knew we can't we cannot groom a quarterback. So we're not going to waste a draft pick in the first round of quarterback. They okay. got the right guy in there, they drafted a quarterback in the first round, and they got two Super Bowl times. I'm tongue in cheek there, tongue in cheek. So so we're we're getting word from uh, the networks that the soap opera has run a little long and they'd like for us to go to the next show. But the next show is just as much of a soap opera, right? I, I wanted a bi-week DVD where you could just sit back, you can relax, you can put your head down. You don't have to worry about anything, right? If you remember the show leading up for the bi-week, you know, what, what are the plans? Bi-week, just rest, relax, recover, get healthy. Get healthy and that's it. Well, no, I started out my bye week by, well, Von Miller has a warrant out for his arrest. What? Really? Right? And so now I have to I have to deal with that. The Von Miller situation is very interesting, right? And when you talk to a lot of Bills fans, not that you you like or what you heard or that you ever want to see anything, especially related to domestic violence, you know, take that off the board. But Bill's fans were thinking, hmm, if Von Miller gets suspended, <laughs> we could terminate the contract for conduct detrimental to the league, and we could be from under that contract. That's what a lot of Bill's fans were thinking. Why? Because Von really ha- hasn't really recovered or shown signs pre-injury. But things have things have kind of changed. What's a little bizarre about this, uh, in typical fashion, right? 48, 72 hours later, Vaughn's girlfriend is now retracting her statement, right? I have a problem with this DVD on two levels, right? One, 
how are you retracting a phone call that you made that has been released and we heard you, right? You sounded panicked, you sounded threatened, and you were describing everything that transpired. Now you're going to tell us 48 hours later or 72 hours later, that didn't happen. I'm not a judge. I'm not a jury, right? So I, I, I want to be careful with that. But just from what we all know, right, as, as people who have listened to the, the audio tape. Now, if that did not happen, then why did you say that it happened? I have my own theories of what, what transpired. We talked a little. I'm not going to talk about it here. But if you said that just because you were in the middle of an argument and you figured that this was a way for you to get back at Von Miller, then there needs to be some level of repercussions to you. Okay? So either way, something needs to happen to somebody. If it did happen, if Von really did do that, Von needs to be held accountable, fully accountable. Because, again, I do not condone, do not agree with it, you know, no matter if you guys have an argument or not, you don't put your hands on a woman, period. Now, if she was making it up, then she needs to be held accountable as well. But nevertheless, nevertheless, uh, what ended up happening is that my Bills bye week was there in TMZ world. And you don't want to be in TMZ man, world. How many, how many times do we say, man, don't do anything stupid in the bye week? Right, mm -hmm. people scatter. It's just, just things happen, and you don't, you don't want that distraction um, during during your buy. And I don't know, it was a day, day and a half into your buy, it was. Wasn't it the Giants bye week where they were on the boat with the pizza and the and the girls and the cocaine and all that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That, oh, was, yeah. that oh, was the yeah. Giants bye week, right? It, these things happen, guys. Just hibernate for a week, right? Get healthy. And you want, not that I'm saying if you want to do all this stuff, but use the off season to do this stuff, not during the bye week in the middle of the season. Neither here nor there. Thank goodness that was the only thing, not that it wasn't enough. That was the only thing that really transpired. Uh, there's been a lot of talk uh, during this bye week of, you know, what, where, where are we now, right? We, we got to sit on the couch. Watched some games. Actually, the games kind of fell our way for the most part, you know, as far as who, who to root for, who not to root for. Um, and, and now it's time for us to take care of our own business. And, and we put ourselves in, in a very precarious situation. Tough loss to the Eagles. Tough loss. But now, uh, you, know, you know, we have to move forward, right? You, you can't dwell on what happened there. You have the Chiefs, you have the Cowboys, uh, and then, yeah, Patriots, you, you have the Dolphins. I they, there There's some hope here on the horizon for the Bills to be able to secure the division, right? Because the Dolphins have a tough stretch. So you and and I'm not a I'm not a believer in the Dolphins, though. I think they're they're getting more and more confidence, Stevie D. I, I think, uh, you know, as time is starting to to go forward, if you would have asked me the same question three or four weeks ago, I think we were talking about it. they're very beatable, right? They hadn't beaten a, a team with a winning record, and the defense looked suspect, right? Jalen Ramsey, who I'm not a big believer in, um, he may have been that switch 
for them because it seems like soon as he came back, they started to play well, right? Now they did lose Phillips, right, which is a big yes. loss. But, you know, it, it's it's going to be interesting. Tariq Hill, you know, I don't know. What do you say about this guy, right? Uh, not a big fan, but it, it, you know, something that we've talked about, something that we've talked about. You know, he he is that guy, right? Look at where Kansas City is, and we're going to talk a little bit about Kansas City, but if you look at where Kansas City is now and where they were when Tariq was there, look at where Tua was and look at where Tua is now yeah. when Tariq is there. You know, they, there's a common thread as to the success of the quarterback. One guy was an MVP. It was a perennial MVP and now is not. And one guy was – close to being kicked out of the league, and now is, what, third for MVP? I mean, think what, about Tua. He threw two bombs to him, and he just – I don't know what the, the commanders were thinking. All right, left the guy with no safety help over the top, and, and he blew away his guy. And Tua just – literally, it looked like to me Tua just threw it to throw it and say, you know what, he's so fast he's going to go get it. And, that, yep. and it happened twice in the game. Yep, seventy-eight and I think sixty-five or something like that with touchdown passes. It's a nice problem to have for Miami, right? And it, and Kansas City had it, right? And we all know what happened there. But at the end of the day, their offense is not the same. They may have a Super Bowl title without him, but the offense is nowhere near. Even when they won the Super, Bowl, it was nowhere near when he was there. Right. And and, right. and now you're seeing it right now where you have nobody in that wide receiver room. That's absolutely right. So, Stevie D, uh, let, let me let me talk about this this upcoming matchup that we have. Um, oh, still a little early, but I'm saying Drake May. I'm saying Drake May. They're going offensive lineman. Drake May. They're getting their quarterback. But uh, <laughs> we're not going to have much of a year if we can't block our quarterback. I'm just saying. So you, you you have this this week we have the rematch for the Kansas City Chiefs. Let me just bring up the slide because the first thing I want to say on this one, Stevie D. I said I wasn't going to do it. All right, we're we're we need to. That's play. a first. That is a first. We we need to we need to play um, sixty minutes, right? We we really do. Um, you said you oh not oh. Okay, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, um, we we need to play sixty minutes. And when when I look at a Kansas City Chiefs team, right, we we just talked about Mahomes, and we, when just in general, when we talk about Mahomes, and we look at the Chiefs' offense, it's not the same, right? It it is just not the same. However, their defense is much improved. Right. I, I would have said that their defense was their Achilles heel. When we look at their defense, and I'm not a big stat guy, but I wanted to I wanted to kind of bring the comparison between the Chiefs and the Bills for this matchup. And you know, when I look at their when I look at their defense, they're ranked third in points against, right? Um, when I look at the Bills defense, they're ranked fifth. All right. So you know that respected. Uh, when I look at their passing yards, they're ranked six in the league with fewest passing yards. The Bills are ranked eighth. So, again, very close there. When you look at the rushing yards 
18 and 19, respectively, between the Chiefs and the Bills. The, the, the big difference is the takeaways, though, Stevie D. And we know that takeaways are such a huge factor in determining the outcome of a game. And when you look at the takeaways, the Chiefs are ranked 23rd in the league, 23rd, right? For a defense that is much improved, the Bills are ranked third. And where, where that really kind of comes back into play is we look at Josh Allen and we look at Patrick Mahomes. Everybody wants to talk about Josh Allen and the interceptions. And, and Alex, you, you brought up uh, about sounding like Greeny. Listen, there's a clip about Mike Greenberg from Mike Greenberg this week. I, I said it to you, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a clip where he actually went off on his staff writers, right, for coming in and coming down on Josh, uh, talking about his turnovers, right? But yet they don't want to talk about all the good that Josh has done. Well, here's a bigger one. The 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 Eagle game, was it the Eagle game? I guess it was the Eagle game where Josh threw the interception at half. Right? So there was oh the Hail Mary. The Hail Mary, that's right. And he just chucked it downfield, right? And the guy intercepts it. People want to bring up that interception to say, oh, there's another turnover. Well, I'll do you one better. What, wasn't that a primetime game? It was. Well, the, 425. 425. The announcer said when the interception happened, don't count that against his interceptions for his turnovers, right? And that's how much people are talking about it, that a guy has to say it before halftime. That doesn't really count as an interception. So don't add it to his totals type of deal. Like, and it shouldn't. And, but, wow. the, but these stat geeks, these stat geeks that run around and wanted, you know, they live and die by analytics, right? These are the same guys that can't get on the field. So then they go behind the monitor right? and they want to come out and they want to say, you know, this guy has this many numbers. This guy has CVD. That's why we have always stayed away from the stats because they don't always tell the story. Right. Yeah, I can get, I can recite you some stats here on the Chiefs defense, but at the end of the day, it doesn't always tell you the story. Right. No. It it helps to back up or, or provide a little bit of a supplement to the, your argument, but there's more to it. Right. And so Josh is getting hammered for this. It's DVD. You know, let me just bring up a comparison for you, you know, a, as we go through this, just so that. Maybe you could kind of see where I'm at here, right? And, and I left the names out. But let's look at these numbers. Again, the for, this is for all the stat geeks, right, all the stat heads, but this is just a basic comparison. Yellow shows the leader. Red shows a negative leader, right? In, in the yellow, you have the top and you have the bottom. Who are these two players? Right, and and it's a, just a basic compare contrast. And when you look to see who the two different players are, lo and behold, the guy with more yellows is Josh Allen. He's he has more interceptions by three. Take away a, a halftime hail mary by two. Mahomes has seventeen sacks. Right, that's not that's not typical Patrick Mahomes. That's why does he have that? Because he doesn't have as good of wide receivers. He doesn't have guys getting open. So he has to hold on to And he's got poor tackles. Oh poor, poor, you're right. Poor tackles, right? And so now you got to hold on the ball a little bit longer. And when you do that, things like that happen. 
right? So there's more to it. But when we're looking at this game and, and we're, we're really comparing uh, the, the Chiefs and, and the Bills, you know, Stevie D, I, I look at this and I say, I don't care what happened a couple of years ago in a playoff game, right? Aside from that, you have dominated the Kansas City Chiefs in this head-to-head matchup, which seems to always be in Kansas City, by the way. But you have dominated that. You have won that. You have proven that you can win this game. And so now you're coming back to the scene of the crime again. But now you have more on the table, right? Kansas City has a lot to play for. But, you know, with the way their division is such a waste, that they'll be okay. You need this. You're coming off the bye week. You're the one that needs to show up, and everybody needs to show up. You need to run the ball. Don't be intimidated by the crowd at, what is it, Geisha, Geisha Stadium. Don't don't be intimidated by the crowd there. I don't want to hear that they set records. They set fake records because we do know that the real record, and I would love to say that it was at Highmark Stadium, is out west with the Seattle. Oh, where is it? It's Kansas City. They took it back. Oh no, it's out. It's the twelfth man. Right. I'm, I'm just City. saying. I'm. I'm. Uh, uh, I'm being impartial. It. It. It went. Kansas City took it back. Then Thank Seattle you know. took it back, and then it came back to Kansas City all in one year. Now I don't know how often they test for it. Right. You have to call the Guinness Book of World Records to come in. Um, I think Kansas City did some. They. They supplied some. Actually, <laughs> you know what's funny about it when they broke the record. A lot of the state, the people started filtering out, and they said because of the acoustics, the way Arrowhead is shaped, that when the crowd gets really loud, if there's a certain amount of empty seats, depending on where it is, I forget if it's in the upper bowl or whatnot, it creates this large echo, and that's how they broke the record and brought it back. Um, because it's funny how they test during the game. So I, I don't know if you've ever been to a, I've been to a game where they've they've tested it, right? And they tell you when you when you got into your seat that the Guinness Bros of World Records are there and they're going to be testing there's certain points in the game where they're trying to get the crowd to get really loud so they can get on the decibel meter. And uh and so from what, what, I did, what did they tell people leave your seats just for a few minutes so that we no, no, really no. They, when they broke the record, they just happened to break when they broke the record. It was weird because there were empty seats. There were because there's more towards that like the end of the game where there was more empty seats and they wound up taking a record back from Seattle, so they are the official record. Hey, Stevie D, uh, before we before we continue, quick question: Brian had a question. Do we resign Becton? It would Did have to resign? be at a, at such a team friendly deal or a one year prove it deal that I would not sign him for a multi year long term contract. Um, he hasn't shown that he can stay healthy, so I, I would do a one year prove it deal for him and for the Jets. Um, and uh, I would still think we have to draft offensive line. Um, for the Jets uh, this year. And Alex, I, I think you're, you're talking about Dawson Knox. Um, no, uh, Dawson Knox is a good player, right? He He's Dawson Knox is what we were looking for, but he wasn't it, right? We drafted him to be that Kelsey type, right? That, that more mobile uh, stretch the field type tight end. And he's done some good things. He's had issues with drops. But when you saw the Bills go after Dalton Kincaid and put, you know, he got his shot. It started out a little slow, especially because they were in 12 personnel. And, you know, you, you had that different options. He started out slow. But then when Knox got hurt, 
and Kincaid came into that role, um, you, you started to see Kincaid start to, to splash, right? He's got 51 receptions, right? A crazy amount, especially for a rookie and for a rookie tight end. Uh, and a slow start. And a slow, and a slow start. And a slow start, no doubt. So I, I can definitely see the roles starting to shift in, you know, with with uh, Kincaid being tight end number one there for the team. Um, all right. So, uh, you know, just going back to this, Stevie D, and I don't want to take up too much more time, but the players are scenarios to watch. Von Miller, right? We, we definitely – you had the bye week. You had the issues there. If you had rage issues, hey, I'm not throwing anything there, Vaughn. Not throwing anything. Hopefully you got healthy. Hopefully you found yourself back home in Texas so that when you take the field, we're seeing the real Von Miller, not the Von Miller we saw before. Okay? If you are still hurt, you need to be communicating to your coaches because you're doing the team a disservice. We're taking, We're putting you on the field and taking a Leonard Floyd off the field, or dare I say, taking an AJ Epinesa off the field, right? Wow. Dare, wow. I, dare I say that? I don't know who but this guy is. We're taking those guys off the field who have been productive, thinking that we're going to get that level of production plus one having you on the field. And you're not providing it. You're not providing any of that. You're providing the old AJ Epinesa, right? I, Maybe you guys switch bodies or something, right? But if you're not good, if you still think you need some time, you need to let them know, right? Maybe they put you in on second down on a non-passing down so you can kind of get your body acclimated, but not in the fourth quarter with time running out and we need that push, right? I don't want to see you on the field just being manhandled, single team manhandled by a backup tackle, which is what happened when we played the Eagles. And then lastly, uh, Stevie D, is Joe Brady, right? Everybody's been happy in Buffalo about what Joe Brady has done. Uh, they've been, you know, very happy how the offense has kind of reverted back to the offense that we know. Um, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that letting Josh be Josh, letting Josh eat, right, letting him do his thing, has now spread and it becomes contagious, right? Now, all of a sudden, defenses have to worry about, is Allen going to get outside the tackle? Is Allen going to run? If we play man, we're turning our back to him, and he's going to take us for 15, right? Teams have to worry about that. What does that do? That opens it up for the likes of the Kincaid. It opens it up for Diggs. It opens it up for Davis. The, the one thing I will say, though, that I do like from Joe Brady, I want more, is that you're starting to see the playbook expand as well. You had talked about earlier about where Hackett is not uh, creative, not bringing in motion, not, not doing calling certain plays. You are starting to see some of that from Joe Brady, right? We didn't see that from Dorsey. I'm not completely sold that it was Dorsey. I still think that there's another guy that, that was controlling that and was instrumental in that. Right. I, I still think that there's somebody that, that was involved with that. But, you know, as long as you still have the keys, then you need to drive. And you need to drive like you've never driven before, Joe Brady. And you make sure that this team is doing what they're supposed to do because we need, as I say, play 60. We need to win each and every minute for a 60 minute game. 
and then we need to go to the next game, and we need to win 60. And, Stevie D, I will say, the way that uh, things are unfolding, the Trevor Lawrence injury, right, the Joe Burrow injury, the Mark Andrews injury, right, the Anthony Richardson injury, and all of the others that are happening there, it's kind of changing the dynamic in the shift where, yes, we've done ourselves harm by losing all these conference games, but if you continue to win, so you got to do you may, you may get the help that you need either to be a wild card or to win the division. Uh, at, at six losses, just win. Yes, just win. If you just win and not worry about losses, you will be there because the other teams will not continue to win every game. Win your games and you'll be there. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. Just one game at a time. It sounds silly. One game at a time. You win it, you go to the next one. And uh, <laughs> You know, I got to tell you, it, it, from, from looking at all the comments from John, John, do, do I need to send somebody over there? Are you okay? Are we, we, are, are we doing the health check? <laughs> yeah, are, are you in the fetal position in the corner? Are, it, it's okay, man. It, it's okay. Yeah, I, this, this one I'm worried about you right there. So, Stevie D, that, that's what I have for the Bills. You you guys this week, though, uh, you guys take on C.J. Stroud. <laughs> I'm not worried. I'm you not shouldn't worried be. What, because Tank Dell went down? Yeah. <laughs> that changes oh, everything. We're good. <laughs> you know, it, it like it, at the end of the day, it's like a um, it's like a broken record. I don't think the Jets are going to win this game. I think it's going to be another embarrassment. Um, to be honest with you, no, it, it's the truth because I, I just think our OC, unless he got hit over the head and all these new plays came to his head, he's just very predictable. And and it, now these offense, these defenses have seen this for thir- for twelve games. Question, question for you though. Question for you, Aaron. No, 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 no. In, in all seriousness, Aaron now is going to be. He's he's with the team. That means he's been that with he, the team. Well, he's been well, with the he, team at practice. But he flies back to in for a lot of the games. Yeah. He was back in L.A. He's with the team. Yeah, he's in the meeting rooms now. Does that have any impact on Hackett? Is it, I mean, I guess we don't know, and maybe you hope, right? But is he sitting in there saying, no, Nate, let Zach do this? Supposedly no, he did this. that in training camp when, they're, when the quarterbacks were in the room, in, in the quarterback room, he had a lot of input, and he disagreed with Hackett at times in the meeting room. He also held the uh, position players – the skill set players accountable in the meetings. If I'm, if I see this, this is what I'm going to signal you. You have, you know, what does that mean? Now, will that translate to Zach Wilson in, in, in a week or two? And, and he's able to, to, to get some of that from, from Aaron. I don't know. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, but it's not, him, a, it's, it's not him getting it from Aaron is Aaron now able to provide that since he's there, he's there. He's telling these again, you can only on game day. Him. Pra- leading game practice all this week. Well, I practice will have it on game day. He doesn't speak to Zach unless Zach speaks to him. He says, yeah. "I am not an active player. I am not going to get in his ear and maybe mess him up." He needs to speak with his coaches. Now, if he comes to me and talks to me and asks me something, I'm there to help. But I'm not. I don't want to interfere 
or contradicts something, so he he stays to the background. Okay, his words. Does he does he talk to Hackett? Does he like, dude? What are you doing? <laughs> well, he has had the head, he does have the headset on to talk to Hackett, so it's obviously don't work. Look, I got my own cons- conspiracy theory. I'm not, I'm not willing to share it yet. Oh no, you don't. Oh no, you don't, buddy. Wait, 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 what's your conspiracy theory? I, I don't want to get into it. I'm not getting into it right now. I, I will ah. promise you before the year is over, I will I will say my conspiracy theory. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So so talk to us about this week. So we're going to do something to, to, that we haven't done in, uh, I don't know, 10 weeks. We're going to run a total run for 120 plus. We want to win. I need 120 yards on the ground. We have to convert on third down, so that means we have to be third and manageable, not third and long. But if we don't convert on third down or have it in third and manageable, we won't win. And I say it every week, we got to be the plus two on a turnover game. Have to. We cannot be in a negative. We can't be at a zero. We can't be at a minus. We have to be a plus two. We have to steal drives away from this this uh, Texans team that, that can move the ball downfield and score. Um, obviously, we can't score, so – Unless Zerline can put up, five, you know, five field goals and get 15 points and hold Stroud to two touchdowns, I call that a victory, 15 to 14. Fake field goal. What's up? Fake field goal. That's your new offense. Well, you know what? We did the fake punt and it was and 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 it was a, lo- a longest play of the game, exactly uh, a few weeks ago, right? For me, this is where it's going to get interesting. Rogers, basically, with a with a roster man up after being called out by Rogers, he called them out. He called the team out. Right? Will they step up? Will they listen to their leader, even though he's not playing? Right now that he's back in the building, so we'll see. You know, look, the Jets have a good defense, but when you're not playing for anything, you tend to your mind kind of wanders a little bit, and you're not as sharp as you normally are. But so, will will that be a problem? And can we slow down uh, C.J. Stroud because he's been an absolute amazing rookie? I mean, he's I know come back to li- he's come back to life a little bit though. He has. He's had, he's had some turnover games. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. You know, again, the Jets have lost the two rookie quarterbacks this year. So, you know, it's not like uh, we're beating rookie Did quarterbacks. You? Yeah. We lost to the Raiders. And we just we lost to uh, the Falcons rookie, Ritter. Um, I don't know who the quarterback was. I forgot his name for the Raiders. Um, and then can we get some creativity? Right? It, it's up top, right? Don't be predictable, and can we get creativity? I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's incapable. I think he went to the school of his father, Paul Hackett. Unimaginable. Uh, un, no no imagination. Nothing. Come on, Jeff fans. You know it. You sat up there yelling at the press box like I was. Fire Paul Hackett. Fire Hackett. Chance coming down uh, in the stadium because of his ineptness. Well, his son is worse. His son is worse than Paul, and I thought that was impossible. Thought it was impossible. So. All right. All right, Stevie D. Um, we do have our picks. We'll, we'll go through that relatively quick. We thank everybody. Uh, again, don't forget to give us a like, give us a subscribe, uh, and give us a follow. We appreciate everybody out there. Um, you know, we cut these down, cut these back a little bit. You got the Ravens and the Rams um, this week. I think we, bo- we both went with Baltimore this week. Um, I'm just – I, I'm a little hesitant to completely write the Rams off, but um, 
I like what the Ravens are doing. They they're they're solid right yeah. now. And he, he, even though they did lose uh Andrews, um they have that kid likely. He he's nice and um Lamar Jackson is still playing at that high level. Um Eagles Cowboys. I'll take this one real quick, Stevie D. And, and what I will say is that Dallas is playing the best football I have seen Dallas play in years. Um, you and can at home, only they're beat, unstoppable. They're unstoppable at home. Absolutely. And you, you can only beat the teams that are in front of you, so people will say, well, you haven't played. But you know what? They're blowing out the teams they should be blowing out. Right? That, that's one thing to keep in mind. It's not like they're winning 13-10 games or 17-14. Or they are blowing teams out. Right. And and when I look at Philly, I'm not, not right. I'm not impressed by Philly. Yeah, Philly got my bills. Yeah, they did. Right. But hey, you know, there's a lot that can be said for that game, whether it be uh, what Buffalo did or did not do, and what the officials did or did not do that gave them the advantage. At the end of the day, they walked away with the W. Not not say anything there. But when I look at that team, I look at what Buffalo did in the first half and completely shut them down. 90 yards of total offense in the first half. If they show up like that in this Cowboys game at AT&T Stadium, it's a it's a route. The, there's not something's not right with the Eagles. They're not nowhere near the same team they were last year. Their record may be great, but they're nowhere near the same team. Their offense is not the same. The defense is not the same. It's and I know they have new coordinators, right? They're just not the same team. Hurts Hurts is hurt, right? So is it going to be Mariota this week, right? If it's Mariota, man, the, the Eagles have no business winning this game. Uh, yeah, that, that's right? true too. But I, I just something's off with the Eagles, right? Good for them. They got the record. It's just I don't know. I was much I was much higher on the Eagles last year than I am this year because something's just off. And then the last one, I'll let you take this one because everybody knows where I'm going with this. Uh, I got Buffalo. So do you. Uh, my my reasoning for Buffalo, I think they're about to take off. They kind of had that. It was a weird game against the Eagles. I'll just put it at that. Everything went against Buffalo in that game. So when when that happens, I, I don't I don't say Buffalo lost that game. Right, the powers that be from a higher uh, area came in to, and, and and got you that loss. So I thought the game before that, your offense started taking off. I thought you guys were were really good offensively, 505 yards against the Eagles with that defense. I thought you played well. I think it's going to carry on. The Chiefs, Nick Bolton's out. Is their stud middle linebacker? He's out. I don't know if their backup middle linebacker, Tranquil, is going to come back. If he's not back, they're down to their third-string middle linebacker, which is their Mike linebacker. Not really feeling it um, in Kansas City with the, with the defense. Again, look what the Packers did. I think you guys can absolutely do the same thing, if not more. Um, and your defense doesn't get enough credit with the injuries they have. And now you're going to get a little bit more healthy with the guys that were out in the concussions. They're coming back. I do not sleep on this Buffalo Bills defense. Do not sleep on this defense. And I think Mahomes is not going to have the game that he thinks he may have. I don't see it. I don't believe in the wide receiver room for Kansas City. And I think your defense can handle all of that, right? I can handle Sky Moore, Tony, Rice, uh, Watson. No, no, nobody scares me. 
They really don't have the deep threat. And if you don't have a deep threat against Buffalo and you're able to, oh, man, and your front four is really good, I just don't I don't see it. I, and I, I'm so, not going to. I'm not going to predict the score or anything. I'm just going to say I just have all the confidence that Buffalo can go in there and win this game um, because I do think there's they have confidence. It sounds funny because they're 6-6 six and six coming off a loss, but I think they're still a very confident team, and I believe they're all in with Joe Brady right now. So here, here's the question, and, and really this is, you know, for some people it may be a coin flip. This will determine it. Is Taylor Swift going to be at the game? I haven't heard. Um, I haven't that, heard. That's it. That's important. Well, right. then, of course, because you know, then and then they. Well, I won't get into it. Vegas odds will completely shift everything if she's going to be there. So, I mean, we we do need to figure that one out. Um, aside from that, uh, Stevie D, another great show. I mean, uh, appreciate it. Appreciate everybody who who jumped in, chimed in with, with comments. We you know we love it. We love it. We love what we're doing here. We love the participation. Uh, and we thank everybody. Um, Stevie D, getting close to the holiday season. I do need to talk to you because I got to figure something out that I don't know. Um, but aside from that, um, you know, we, we we just love it. We love it. We thank everybody. Um, remember, give us a like, give us a follow. Um, and you can check us out on all the social medias, whether it be Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it, Instagram, and, of course, on Facebook. You can go out to YouTube to watch past episodes. Uh, and you can hit us up with emails or, or questions that you may have of topics you want to talk about or to continue the engagement in the conversation, especially if you want to talk about Florida State getting screwed. I'm open for that conversation all day, any day, every day. So for my co-host, Stevie D, I'm Vince. We'll talk to you soon.